Every Day is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union with two locations in Mankato since 1934. It pays to bank where your part owner member NCUA more at mnvalleyfcu.coop. And Every Day is Earth Day is also supported by members of the Executive Board of the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Find out more at smcleanenergy.org. Good morning. This is Every Day is Earth Day. We are featuring a couple of representatives from Onward Energy. Onward Energy owns and operates eight major natural gas-powered electric generating facilities in Arizona, California, Colorado, New Mexico, and Minnesota, including right here in Mankato. With me this morning, I have David Rhodes, who is the Senior Vice President of Operation and Assets at Onward Energy, and also CEO Steve Doyen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All right, whoever wants to answer this, how in a nutshell would you define Onward Energy? So Onward Energy is a U.S.-based independent power producer. We currently operate in 16 states. We have 43 projects covering uh, the gas thermal projects that you mentioned uh, when, you, when, in, when you opened. And uh, we also have wind and solar projects as well. And you have a plant in Mankato. Talk a little bit about that. I believe it's a, located on Riverfront Drive. And how long have you been operating that? And what's it all about? Because recently I was there, my son received a scholarship from Onward Energy and you had a nice ceremony there and we were invited to tour the plant, but I was unable to do it that day. But I saw a lot of things that look like grain bins, silos and things. And from your average person like myself, I have no clue what all that is all about. So could you describe that, where it is, and, and what is all that for? Uh, Mankato is a combustion turbine that is operated in combined cycle. That means the combustion turbines burn natural gas in an environmentally sustainable way. And we take the waste heat um, from that process and take that heat through steam turbines or a steam turbine to make additional electricity. And so it's one of the most efficient natural gas fired power plants in all the state. So when I see a lot of times you look over there and I think it's from this plant that you see a lot of it looks like big clouds billowing out of there. Is that from Onward Energy's plant there? Yes, that's water vapor that comes from the process of condensing our steam back to water, uh, which is used in the process of uh, making electricity. And so what you see is water vapor evaporating. That's good to explain because otherwise people might think it's a big bunch of smoke polluting the sky, but it's just the, the, the water no. evaporation to, to make energy? Yes, it's just a process of how we take water back through our process to make steam to drive a steam turbine. Uh, so there's a little bit of evaporation of that water and, and you'll see that water vapor uh, in the air when on, on cold days. Tell me a little bit about that plant. It's, how many acres it is on? How many does it employ? What do the people there do? Uh, we have 24 employees. What they do is operate and maintain the facility. They're responsible for all of our compliance activities. Uh, they make sure that we operate the plant in an environmentally sustainable way and that we meet all of our obligations uh, to our local community. Uh, they make sure it's operated in a reliable way. It sits, I think, on about 30 acres. Or most of the, the area is covered by the facility. And when did Onward Energy come in? We're, we're, wasn't it bought out by a power plant in southern United States? Tell me how it came about. Uh, Calpine originally developed that plant. It was sold uh, to Southern Power and expanded. 
in 2019, and then we purchased it. Uh, then Excel actually purchased us to Excel Energy, and then we bought it from Excel Energy in 2019. So who do you provide the power for? If if you bought it from Excel Energy, that's one of the main power that people subscribe to here in Mankato, as well as Benco. Those are the ones that pop in your mind when you pay your bills, et cetera. Yeah, so we sell power to Excel Energy through a long-term power purchase agreement. That plant looks like one of Excel Energy's plants. It's integrated into their system in a way uh, that they can use it to ramp up and down and follow the renewables that are on their system. And it's completely integrated like it's one of their power plants. We just own and operate it. Is that the way most power plants uh, operate or energy companies, they buy energy from some other company who runs their own plant or do they own most of their own? Or I guess explain to the novice 101 how energy plants work. I think um, that's a a good question. I think uh, the vast majority of, of utilities do not own 100% of their generation. You'll see it anywhere from some sort of mix uh, where they buy power from companies like ourselves uh, to uh, some regions of the company where country where none of the power plants are owned by the utility and it's all bought through power purchase agreements. But it depends where you are. Uh, I think in the Minnesota region, it's probably 30%, uh, 40% somewhere in that neighborhood of mix between power purchase agreements and XL Energy owned power plants. Now, are you primarily natural gas or do you have a mix of the type of energy that you produce from what source? Mankato is 100% fired off of natural gas. Uh, We have some fuel oil backup uh, for emergencies, which provides economic benefit to the local customers in uh, Mankato, but it also provides reliability uh, in Mankato is very important for the system reliability in Minnesota. It's critical for keeping the lights on. We have a blend of technologies across our country. A company, uh, Steve mentioned that we own wind assets and we own solar assets. We also have a battery storage development project in California. And so we're about half renewables and about half gas fired generation. Because in terms of environmental issues probably natural gas maybe isn't the most environmentally friendly so that's why i'd like you to talk a little bit about some of your other types of energy you do like the wind and the solar power how much of that are you doing and do you plan on getting into that even more sure yeah let me yeah yeah let me take that one first of all you know natural gas is actually a very clean way of producing energy it is a fossil fuel but the, the plants burn very efficiently and, and really provide, as Dave indicated, a strong reliability in our energy system in the U.S. Um, we do do both. We think that it's really important to do both. We're going through an energy transition in this country, as you probably know, where we're trying to decarbonize and use more renewable sources. And that's a great thing, and we absolutely believe in it. But we also think it's going to take decades to get there. And, um, and reliability is, is really important. And one of the things with renewable energy that it doesn't currently have is that reliability. It tends to be intermittent. When the sun shines, we can produce uh, energy from our solar projects. When the wind is blowing, we can produce energy from our wind turbines. Uh, but when those things aren't happening, um, we still need uh, energy and we still rely upon electricity in this country. Batteries are another technology that are becoming more important and they're, they're a potential solution to solve some of that intermittency issue, but they don't do everything and they're still very expensive. And so 
we think it's really important as a company to be to be able to provide both reliability in a responsible uh, manner. And we have, as, as Dave indicated, a, a mix of both. We will continue to grow. Um, we actually have two big acquisitions that we're involved in right now that will increase the company by about 50%. And uh, one of those is a, is, a, is a gas thermal acquisition and the other is a renewable acquisition. So we do do both. We believe in both. We believe that um, it's really important uh, to maintain that reliability. And that's why Mankato is a really important project. And, and when we look at new gas thermal projects, one of the things that we really focus on is the strategic importance of that project. Where is it located? How, is it, how important is it to the grid? And we provide that reliability. And will it be important not only today, but will it be important 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 40 years from now? We're pretty particular. Would you explain what gas thermal means? So gas thermal means the, the a, a, a power plant um, like Mankato that is using gas to to drive turbines and produce electricity. Where do we get that gas from here in Mankato? Do you know where that comes from? Yeah, Xcel Energy actually provides the natural gas for our making electricity from our power plant. Okay. Are there any plans to do some of the renewable energies here to the Mankato plant since it sounds like it's mostly gas powered right now? Yeah, we are looking at um, renewable expansions. We're also looking at battery storage uh, expansions as well as hydrogen uh, co-firing pilot projects. Hydrogen is a, is a new technology. It's one of the things we do uh, at Onward Energy to lead the way in the energy transition is to invest in new technologies. And burning hydrogen is a carbon-free way to uh, make electricity through uh, gas-fired power plants. And so we're looking at pilot projects to be able to co-fire that and reduce our carbon footprint. How do you harvest hydrogen? What we'll do is we'll take uh, electricity that would have been curtailed, usually renewable electricity, that would have been curtailed because there's too much of it on the system at any given time. We use that to split water apart into hydrogen and hydrogen and oxygen. Mm-hmm. And we then take that through electrolysis process and store that hydrogen and then use it when uh, the grid needs uh, power. Uh, when renewables are either coming off at night because of solar reducing or because wind's not blowing. And so um, it's a technology that we're investing in. We're doing a pilot project at one of our sites and we're looking at also expanding that here in Mankato. So that sounds like, is that a clean way to, to get energy and make energy? Absolutely. It's considered a, a green uh, product, a green electricity product. Yep. How much energy do you supply to the nation? You've got all these different sites you set across the nation. I'm just curious, what, a, what how big of a player are you? For an independent company, we're quite large. I would say we're probably getting to somewhere in the top 20 in terms of independent power producers in the U.S., with these acquisitions, as I said, that uh, we're completing this year. So we're a pretty big player. I mean, I think we'll think with the recent acquisition, we'll be the ninth or 10th largest solar producer in the U.S. So, uh, so yeah, a, a fairly large entity. And we're privately owned, which is different than a lot of the entities, which are, you know, which are more publicly traded entities. We have an interesting ownership structure. We um, we're owned by a an infrastructure fund, and that's primarily pension funds. And so we our owners represent about 60 million families around the world. 
uh, most of those working families. And they've entrusted us with uh, their pension funds to, uh, to be fiduciaries for, for those investments. And so a lot of times we'll, we'll talk to people about, um, they, they sort of think that, uh, you know, we're owned by some faceless corporate, but these are real people. And it's one of the reasons why I get up uh, every day and have a really strong sense of purpose in terms of what we do, because we're representing real families. How have you changed and adapted through the years since, you know, we're trying to move toward cleaner energy, carbon sequestration and that sort of thing? I mean, has it been uh, dramatically increased in how you're changing or is it kind of slowly working its way to doing things or, or how would you describe it? Yeah, I think the pace of change has is, is fairly dramatic. I think, you know, Dave and I have both been in this industry long enough that when we first started in the industry, you know, the primary source of generation in the U.S. were coal-fired power plants. And I started my career developing coal-fired power plants. And then in the 90s, we we moved to what at that time we thought was the most, the, the, it really was the cleanest product available, which was natural gas. And so in the, in the 90s, we had a lot of uh, construction of natural gas facilities in, in the U.S. And slowly over time, those natural gas facilities began to supplant coal-fired facilities is the primary source of generation. And in fact, in the U.S. right now, plants like Mankato uh, do provide most of the uh, generation uh, for the U.S. Coal is on the decline, not only because of the environmental issues, but because it's fairly costly. And gas has been a much less expensive way to go, and, and it's it's a clean product. During that, the last, I, say, I would say, 15 years, we've seen an extreme acceleration in, in renewable projects. And that's, and it's been a great success. I mean, that was primarily driven by incentives that were provided that really uh, brought scale to that industry. And when we first started, they were very, very expensive ways of, of generating electricity, both solar and wind. But now uh, for many of the markets, wind and solar are the cheapest forms of electricity in the market. We've been able to drive the costs down um, very, very significantly. But again, what they don't provide is reliability. And we still rely on plants like Mankato to provide that backstop to make sure that when people go to switch the lights on, they turn on. Uh, they're not waiting for the wind to blow or the sun to shine. And so they're really a, an important part of the whole story. But, but the pace of change has been pretty dramatic. We actually created this company about a year and a half ago from two other companies. Uh, one was called Southwest Generation, which was really focused on gas-fired assets and reliability. And the other company was called Novatus Energy, and it was focused on wind and solar projects. And we intentionally put these two companies together because we believed that they that was the best combination for this energy transition, for this this rapidly changing market to be able to provide low-cost, co- low uh, safe, affordable uh, power in a reliable manner. And uh, we think that's the right combination. Is it impossible to go to all renewable energy and have a reliable power grid at this point? Is that something technology will take care of or will we, will we always rely on things like fossil fuels or other sources? It's going to be many years before we can totally rely upon renewable energy, and it's going to have to take 
some dramatic increase or dramatic decreases in the costs of other technologies like battery storage and like hydrogen that uh, that Dave uh, mentioned and we're investing you know across that spectrum but uh, the nice thing about a plant like Mankato is when we move to those other technologies Mankato can be retrofit for hydrogen for example and then we can use the renewable assets to produce that hydrogen in a in a in a decarbonized way, and as I said earlier, you know we're very um, selective on what assets we're investing in. We want to invest in those assets that we think have longevity, and um, Mankato is one of those. We we've got a great team out there. We love the community. It's a great plant. We think it's going to be a great plant for a long time to come. And one of the aspects of our ownership that you know you've mentioned the change in ownership at Mankato. It's had number of, a number of owners, and sometimes we see that in our industry because there's a lot of private equity that is very short-term money, if you will, and these assets tend to change hands quite a lot. We're a little different. We are a long-term owner. As I mentioned, our owners are primarily pension funds. They want to um, invest for the long-term, and so we're, we're essentially what we call buy and hold, and so we'll have uh, that long-term ownership, and it really changes the way we approach our communities, our customers. We know that we're going to be there and in that in the Mankato community for many, many years to come. And it's why we also like to invest in education with the scholarships. Mm-hmm. We think it's really important. We think it's important to get people off on the right foot. And hopefully we'll see that come back to us where some of those folks will come back and work for us. How far out do you think hydrogen is from getting, you know, you're talking about investing in it and doing it research in that. I was just curious how far out is that is that re- reality in the near future? We'll have a pilot project hopefully in place in a couple of years. Oh, okay. um, mass deployment of that, I think the cost has to come down for it to be economic at this point. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that, that there's some forward cost curves that look promising for hydrogen. But it's still several several years out as a as a example, as a viable alternative. You know, as you've seen in Minnesota, Reliability is really important because there are days that will happen where it's overcast and there's extreme cold weather. You know that that extreme cold weather doesn't allow the wind turbines to to operate. And so what you see is days that will go by where you get zero uh, production from the renewable energy. And so that's why storage power plants like um, Mankato are so important to the reliability in Minnesota. And so some regions might decarbonize a little faster than others. And we're very supportive of the rapid deployment of renewable energy. Our plants like uh, Mankato are flexible enough to be able to respond to that changing need. And so as more and more renewables are deployed, our plants will run less. And that's a good thing, but they'll still be there for those long periods of time where you don't have renewable output. And so that reliability is what we pride ourselves in. We have exceptional reliability stand, um, record uh, with all of our power plants, but particularly at Mankato. Why do you think that places like we hear about Texas and California, they've got the rolling blackouts or brownouts, whatever they call them. Why are they so unreliable there? What is it that makes them have all those issues that maybe we don't as much? So California is a great example of really kind of demonstrates again why we created this company onward and have this focus on both gas assets as well as renewable assets. California was one of the leaders and is one of the leaders in introducing renewable energy and they progressed very, very rapidly. And in fact, 
a little bit too rapidly and and they've they've gotten to a situation where they uh, shut down too much of their gas uh, fired fleet. We we own gas assets and renewable assets in California. We have we have both, but they shut down too much of their gas too quickly. And now they're having difficulties in stress periods managing their grid. So there are times when they've had a significant demand. They don't have enough renewable energy to fill that during periods of the day. And they've been short and they've really had to rely on imports from other adjacent states to manage their grid. And they don't they don't really want to do that. They're they're actually looking for ways now that they can kind of reintroduce some gas to help balance that out. But they're an example where they they really accelerated too fast. And I think where we see the country going is we need to we need to work to decarbonize the grid, but not in a way that that um, impedes the reliability aspect. Texas was a little bit different scenario. Um, Texas actually has a lot of renewable generation during the storm last year. Um, and in fact, we have um, three wind projects in Texas. They were running during that storm. The problem was, though, that the temperatures were so cold that there were other parts of the system that didn't run so so well. So they had gas supply that was that was uh, shut down because of uh, the the cold temperatures, and then that cascaded in, and uh, because of that gas supply issue, a lot of the gas plants didn't weren't able to run, and it was really a big mess. But they they need to improve their reliability in Texas by building more transmission. That was one of the one of the issues, is that they have too many transmission bottlenecks, and in times of stress they have a lot of generation but it can't get to the places that it needs to get to and so uh, you know the right way to do this in the u.s is is to continue to make sure that we don't um, jeopardize the the gas back backbone that we have provide that reliability and to invest in more transmission and to me, those are the, the two two keys for us to do this energy transition the right way. Well, hopefully the Midwest has learned from our friends on the coast and in the south. I think so. I mean, when we talk to the regulators in in, uh, in Minnesota and we talk to the utilities, there's a, there is a great focus on reliability. And um, there's a, you know, while I think the, the state is really interested in doing its part to march down the path of energy transition and decarbonization, I think you guys are are really trying to make sure you do it in the right way, the responsible way, and maintain, you know, the, reli- the reliability backbone that you need to maintain. Uh, Minnesota has some great resources. You've got great wind resources there. Mm-hmm. And with the technology now, even solar resource. So there is potential, but we have to do it in the right way and at the right pace. Anything else you think is important for for folks to know about onward energy or the future of electricity and how we're going to get our power? Yeah, I think it's important. I'd like to say that we really appreciate the community that we work in. We invest in that community. We've provided scholarships, as you mentioned. We think it's important to invest in the younger generation and making sure that uh, everybody has a chance to go to university or technical school. And so we gave out five scholarships recently. We do other things in the community around food banks, and uh, we, we want to be seen as a, a resource that the community can rely on uh, to help in times of needs. Well, I want to thank you both. We've been talking with Onward Energy 
Senior Vice President of Operations, David Rhodes, as well as the CEO of Onward Energy, Steve Doyen, about the, the company, what they're doing, what some of the things of the future of energy might be. And I want to thank you both for your time. And thanks for educating us about what you do. Great. Thanks, Karen. Glad to be on your show. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Every Day is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union with two locations in Mankato since 1934. It pays to bank where your part owner member NCUA more at mnvalleyfcu.coop. And Every Day is Earth Day is also supported by members of the Executive Board of the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Find out more at smcleanenergy.org.